0: Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart.
1: On today's show, we are talking with breast cancer survivor, actress Vanessa Bell Calloway. You know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. She's here to share her story. You don't want to miss this. This is Hollywood Live Extra you know her, you love her, actress Vanessa Bell Calloway. Now, you know what? She was best known for her iconic roles in Coming to America and What's Love Got to Do With It and, of course, The Temptations. But recently, she's been tearing it up on Survivor's Remorse and Saints and Sinners. Saints and Sinners. Sorry about that. What you may not know is Vanessa is a breast cancer survivor. She is eight years cancer-free, and today she is here to celebrate that and the fact that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Vanessa, thank you for coming on and sharing
0: your story. How are you? Hi, Tanya. I am great. Thank you for having me.
1: You know, I just saw those photos, and we're going to be using those with this podcast, by the way. The very revealing image on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter this week, you know, where you were kind of bearing it, well, almost all, in hopes of inspiring other women and survivors to really go and do what they need to do this month. You had a big birthday recently, but honey, you look better than most at any age. What are you doing over there?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, Tanya, seriously, I'm really I mean, I've always taken good care of myself. That's part of the surprise when I got breast cancer, because I thought I was doing everything I was supposed to do. But I just c- right. continued, even after the mastectomy, I continued to eat well and exercise. Um, being an ex dancer, you know, I danced professionally for years, I have to move. I, I yeah. have to move. So I, I really, I take exercise and my health. I drink lots of water, lots of water. I tell people, hydrate, mm-hmm. hydrate, hydrate, moisturize, moisturize, moisturize.
1: So I'm just doing
0: everything that I think that I should do to prolong my life, especially when you are diagnosed with cancer and you're living cancer-free. I don't want it to come back. And I live every day like, you know, it's a gift, which it is, and I just try to enjoy. I have so much fun. I don't think any day, any event, everything I try to do and explore and experience and, and, you know, be with people enjoy my family because it is real. You know, it's real, and you never know what the next day brings.
1: No, that's true. And let's just go back eight years. When you first discovered that you had cancer, what was your reaction? And before you answer, I've got to let people know, you're actually married to a doctor. So all right. of that being said, what was your reaction and the family's reaction to this? Well, How did you discover The way
0: I found out it was interesting because I had no sign, but I had a, I had a deep feeling that something wasn't right. Uh, I was hmm. a few months late for my mammogram, which I take every year religiously. But I had gone to the center, the imaging center, and they were closed. This was the beginning of uh, '09, and they closed because our country was in you know flux of bad um, mm-hmm. finances, and that's when a lot right. of were closing up. And this was February, and I was like, "Oh, darn it! I got to find another imaging center." And then I got busy, I started working, and long story short, February went to June up to the beginning of July, and I'm like, "I gotta get my mammogram," but there was just something mm-hmm. in the back of my mind. I had no issues. Something said, something's wrong with you, Vanessa. I sat up in the bed. I swear to God, Tanya, I sat up in the bed. I told Tony, I said, something's wrong with me. He said, well, what do you feel? You-? I said, I don't feel anything. I just, I don't know. I just have a strange mm-hmm. feeling. Something's mm-hmm. wrong. So I called my doctor, and I tell him the same thing. And he said, well, are you hurt? I said, nope. So he said, well, come on in. And I told him, I said, I want you to run all kind of tests on me because, Something's wrong. I thought he was going to find an incurable blood disease because I'm very dramatic, you know. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was like, you know, oh, my God, I got an incurable right? blood disease. I just know it. But he uh, said, well, when was your last mammogram? And I said, funny, you should have asked. And I tell him the story. And he, write a, he writes a script immediately. and says, go down to the, uh, it was literally like a few doors from his office. He said, go down there now. And uh called him, and I went down there thinking nothing was going to come back because Every year my mammogram is good, and every year when your right. mammogram is good until the year that it's not is when you really pay attention, right? Okay. So I, you know, so I went and sang together, and two days later they called me and said, we need you to come back. And I went back, and they showed me the film, and in my ducts were all these little white dots, which we know is calcification. Kelsey, and he said, yeah. "I, You know, this was just the, um, the imaging center. He said, I can't diagnose this because, you know, that's not what I do. He said, but it just looks suspicious to me. He kept saying that, and I said to myself, it looks suspicious because it is. And mm-hmm. I just knew, not being a pessimist, but I knew right in right. and there that the reason I sat up in that bed that morning is because God was whispering in my ear to go see about myself because something was wrong, and that was it. And, of course, after, you know, biopsy, it came back positive, and then I had two lumpectomies, and then I ended up with a mastectomy because the lumpectomies, the margins weren't coming back clear. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was a family effort. We voted on what to do. I, it, everybody didn't know about it until I had to face the fact that I had to have a mastectomy. Because at first when I was just going to, you know, try to keep the breast and do a little radiation, I was keeping it very private. Mm-hmm. My mother didn't know. My kids didn't know. You know, because mm-hmm. I didn't want everybody worried. But then when it right. got a little bit bigger than me, and it's like, well, you kind of can't sneak off and go to the hospital and get a mastectomy. Yeah. If people don't know notice. <laughs> you, co- you come coming home from the hospital. You call for a week. All right, to pull that one off, so um, I, um, you know, I, I had to pull the family in, and of course, everybody was great and supportive. My husband was the best, he found me the best doctors, he was there, and it was, you know, for going through cancer, it was a great experience because I had uh, stage zero DCIS, mm-hmm. Dr. Carcinoma in situ. So, you still have to do something though, because. It's there, and the, the uh, cells can fall into your tissue, so you just can't ignore it. It was stage zero. Mm. And the best thing for me was the mastectomy. Um, and even after they did, did the mastectomy, they found that the tissue was still very uh, affected. So I would have stood a great big chance of it coming back, and i tried try to save the breast.
1: Well, you only did one, though, and these days it seems like everybody, and I've had so many, unfortunately, I've had so many friends that have gone through this. The most recent one, kind of like a sister-girlfriend, and this past year, and so she she was at stage zero, but they took both of her breasts, and that was a decision she made, but how do you make those decisions? I mean, Well, what?
0: I was, you know, my, my physicians told me that I didn't need the radical, you know, mm-hmm. bilateral me. Mm-hmm. Um, that my other breast was perfectly healthy and I didn't need it. So I said, okay, well, we'll, we'll go with this. You know, um, I didn't feel like I wanted to do anything that drastic at the time. And I mean, I guess some people, because of what we're learning about breast cancer now and, and how it comes back and just everything about it. Some people just like, you know, I forget it. Let me just get it over with, I guess. Some right. people are thinking like that, but I didn't have to do that. So I was very happy mm-hmm. about that. And, um, uh, you know, but of course, if I ever had to is out of here. As yeah. my sister had to remind me, when I was going through one of the worst days when I had to face the fact that I needed a mastectomy, she said, "Vanessa, it's just a breast. Let it go." And my husband said, "Vanessa, I don't care about that breast. I need you. We got graduations and weddings." And when they said that, I mean, I totally got it together, and I was fine. Wow! I'd be fine. Wow. My my main, you know, my way of thinking started changing yeah. immediately, and then I got right. into a uh, really active role of solutions. Now, let's. what's the solution? Let's figure this out now. And let's I stopped crying at that point, and that was mm-hmm. it, because just those simple things that they said to me, all of a sudden made sense. I'm like, yeah, they're all right. What am I tripping about? This is just breast. <laughs> I've had mm-hmm. it for 52 years. Well, not I was 52 right. at the time, but right. I had it since I was about 14. I, I sprouted about 14. Uh, I've had them for a minute. They served their purpose. And I still got one good one left, so we're gonna keep it moving. I love it. You're listening
1: to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. We're chatting with uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway as we celebrate with her in being cancer-free for eight years and the fact that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We want to make sure that all of you get out there. Loved ones, tell everybody male and female and get checked on a regular basis. And I'm mentioning this, Vanessa, because, you know, more and more men are coming up with breast cancer. Do they have to go through the same kind of mammogram and stuff that
0: well, we do. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something on BET this month. Richard Roundtree and I did a series of like um, uh, little commercials, I guess you can call it. That's gonna be playing in between their shows. And yeah, um, he talks very candidly about his his breast cancer. And as a matter of fact, my I was interviewing oncologists, you know, to see who I wanted to deal with after the the surgery. And right. this man that I went to, he told me he said even. If I, you don't choose me, uh, he said, I'm going to tell you, use your own body tissue. He was a breast cancer survivor himself, the doctor, the oncologist. He oh, had okay. had breast cancer. So he was able to really share with me, you know, because he's gone through it himself. And, but he gave me the best advice. He said, use your own body tissue. And I did. I got what they call a flap where they take the fat mm-hmm. from your stomach and they make your breasts. It's a serious uh, surgery because they had to do the skin sparing mastectomy first. Mm-hmm. And then they had, they went in and they did the uh, reconstruction. It was like a twelve hour procedure. So I went in with a breast and I came out with a mound, a swollen mound. But that was the best advice because I got a tummy tuck to boot. You know, Cause they <laughs> took the little fat out of my stomach and made me a breast. I was like, okay, no, hey, I gotta, wait, I I gotta tell you. I'm seeing the bright side of this every day
1: now. I'm like, I saw the photos, okay? I'm like, okay, you go, girl. There have been so many breakthroughs in breast cancer detection and treatment in the eight years since you've had it. But what do you think has helped your survival the most?
0: Well, regular checkups. when When you're a new breast cancer patient, you see your doctors twice a year, which I loved at the time because I felt very secure. Um, I took the medicine. I chose to take the medicine that they suggested. I didn't want to just try to do the holistic thing and not do the medicine. I'm a marriage physician, and not that I don't believe in holistic medicine, but I I do believe Mm -hmm. in medicine as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And since, you know, the studies show that it kept the cancer away, kept people cancer-free, I thought I'd go with the the sure thing because I'm trying Mm -hmm. to live. And then just keeping my diet, just exercising, and I've taken things out of my you know, my diet. I mean, as we get older, just like know whether you're cancer or not, whether you right. have cancer or, or you've got diabetes, whatever, we've got to learn that the stuff that you ate in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, you can't eat in your 50s, 60s, and 70s. And, you yeah, know, it's not that true. you don't like it. It's just that you can't eat some stuff no more because your body processes <laughs> things differently. Yes, so I've does. given up things, and, I mean, I just try to stay positive and healthy and just move forward. But, you know, been, I hope I never have to find out what the new advances in cancer are, because I hope mine never comes back. So I hope I I never find out what the new advances are. But just doing what I was told to do when I was going through it and just doing, uh, like my doctor has me on vitamin D every day and I take B's and D's, you know, now I'm off the cancer medication. So I don't take any medicine anymore because I got the cancer medication, like after five years. So I just take my like D's and B's and my supplements, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, just exercise and, just try to stay positive, focused, and enjoy every day because, baby, it is a gift. Yes, it is.
1: It really is. And you have two lovely daughters. I can't believe they're adults. We're not going to even talk about their age because I remember when you were pregnant for the last one. <laughs> but um, Yeah, right. Do, do you well, do you worry about them because of, of this? Of course I do. Mean,
0: oh, my yeah. God, do I? Because my mother-in-law, my husband's mother, had breast cancer as well. Um, okay. and I was the 20, I was the 80% that got it just because people think mm-hmm. that it's like the majority of women get it cause it's in their family. No, I 20% get it because it's hereditary. The other 80 get it just because I was the 80% just because, and my mother-in-law had it and we had it at the same age. Ironically, wow. Uh, cause we're literally 30 years and one day apart and mm-hmm. she had it at 52 as well. And I had yeah. it at 52 and she's been a survivor. She's 90. So you see oh. that it it can happen. It can, you know, and they didn't even have the stuff back then that we have now. But my no. youngest daughter gave me a scare because a couple of years after my um, mastectomy, she found the knot in one of her breasts. And, you know, I was like, oh, Jesus, God, no, because young girls are dying of breast cancer. So young girls yes, don't think are. that it's just an old yeah. woman disease. You need to regularly you. check your breasts by self-examination. And, mm-hmm. um, we found not it wasn't cancerous, but now we've got to keep an eye on her and my oldest right. one she's a little you know she's very dense, so mm-hmm. every couple of years her gynecologist gives her sonograms. We check her out because you mm-hmm. can develop cancer young, and unfortunately, for a lot of young women, by the time they find out they're they're well into the cancer because they didn't know they had it. Do you the think cancer, that that means breast cancer doesn't hurt when it when you when it starts hurting and you feel stuff, yeah, you got cancer it's too late. Yeah. Like, I found it stage zero, but I didn't feel anything. I just had to feel it. But if I would have waited another year or so, who knows what stage I would have been.
1: Wow. I know we just heard about Julia Louis-Dreyfus this week, you know, the right day after she won the Emmy, she found out she's got breast cancer. Uh, I'm sure she will be a survivor. Does it really matter? You know, obviously there's a whole health care issue in this country right now. We don't even need to get into all of that. But for women who don't have the kind of resources that we're lucky enough to have, what would you suggest for them?
0: See, and that that's what gets so difficult time because it's so unfair because everybody deserves proper care. but. What I often tell women is, you know, first of all, they got to do self-exams, self-breast exams. And then there are so many of these free uh, health fairs all over the country, you know, in your particular neighborhood, in your communities. Right. Go to those. Go and get those free diabetes tests, uh, mammograms, whatever they're giving out free. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Go. Because all you need is one mammogram a year. And if that's the best, you know, if you got to go to the health fairs Mm -hmm. to get it, so you can get your insurance worked out, whatever. But you know, then there's the free clinics, there's the low income clinics. You know, you gotta re- do your research and figure out where you can go, with, right. with what uh, can service you and your needs. So right. And there are teachers. a lot
1: of them out there. I know that there yeah. are, and that's that's a good suggestion to people. Just go if you don't have a computer, go to the library, go borrow a friend's phone or something, and you know, Google it. Figure out where you can go to do this. It is too. But important. I want to say it this,
0: Sonia, because this is mm-hmm. one of the things, and I hate I hate to use the word that irks me the most, but it irks me the most because you know people who don't take care of themselves, then they find out they're dying, they want everybody to cry for them, and it's like. Mm-hmm. When our community, people in our community, are like, I'm scared to go to the doctor. I don't go to no doctor because they're going to mm-hmm. find something. Yeah, they're going to find something if you don't go. You're right. <laughs> I'm like, what, so what would you rather do, be in control of what's going on or find out you're dying and then you want everybody at your bedside crying? Well, it could have mm-hmm. been prevented. You don't have to die from colon cancer. You don't have to die from prostate cancer. You don't have to die from breast cancer. You don't have to die from a lot of cancers.
1: Yeah, you that's know, very true. You don't have
0: to die, but if you don't no. do anything, and then by the time you find out you're dying, then that's—I mean, I hate to say it—but it's kind of like you did it to yourself. Yeah. Especially when you are feeling stuff. I mean, I can't tell you the stories I've heard. People felt something, they just—but they wouldn't go. They—it had to ooze out and bleed, and then they go like, "Oh, let me go to the doctor." Ew. You knew, yeah. You know, you knew uh. last year that you something was off, that you was too scared <laughs> to go to the doctor. Now you dying and you want everybody at your bed, you know, falling all over the right, place. So right, right. I hate to say that, but it really, it really annoys me about some of our people in our community. It's like, just go to the darn doctor on a regular okay. basis. Figure it out.
1: And, and they also got to see this, this photo of you because, girl, once they see that photo of you, and they won't know that one breast is not, wasn't always you like know, and that. And that's
0: why I did it time. Let me tell you why I did that photo. And I shot that photo recently, too. that ain't an old picture of me y'all oh no, 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 I know right before my <laughs> right before my six- my sixtieth birthday was in March. I shot it right before my sixtieth birthday, and the reason I did that is because you don't know which press of mine is fake, which has been reconstructed, and which is real, of course, I'm covering up the scars, one has scars on it, but I'm covering mm-hmm. that up with my hand. Plus, don't y'all really don't want to see me naked. That was back in the day. Don't want to see me naked right now. <laughs> but I did that because I am I want people to know that I'm still celebrating my breasts, what their purpose was, is, still is, and what, what they were put on me for. I nursed my kids with them. I found pleasure with them. They give me, you know, I like my cleavage. I like the way they make me look at my clothes. They make me feel like a woman. My husband loves them. So I did it to let everybody know this is like, I still love my breasts, even though one is not, you know, the skin is real, but the actual breasts, but it's still breasts. And I love my breasts enough to take care of it on a regular basis. The one good one I got, I take really good care of that one because I want to keep it and I want to stay alive. So it's like, don't be ashamed of, find out you have cancer. Don't be ashamed of your breasts. I don't care how they look. Take care of them. Take care of yourself. Because if you don't, you're only hurting yourself. You're only and, and your family. And your You're family. You're only hurt yourself and yes. your family. Well, we
1: love you so much. You have done so many films and television projects over the year. i got to ask you just one question about that. What story are you just dying to tell that you haven't been able to quite do yet? And maybe this is the story. I don't know.
0: Uh, you know there's so many things. I'm enjoying doing Saints and Sinners right now, and I'm directing these days. So I started directing, and I uh, have my own content online. So I've always enjoyed making my own content and directing and stuff. So I'm really enjoying that right now. But uh, there is a movie remake I would love to do, uh, The Graduate, if I could. I would love to play Mrs. <laughs> oh, Robinson.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, honey. Oh, Vanessa, yes. you could do Mrs. Robinson. I, oh, I could Oh, do yeah. Mrs. Robinson. Oh, yeah. that, oh, I would love to see that. Okay, we're putting that one out in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, we're
0: gonna. Put but that, you know, I just I enjoy listen. working. I just feel blessed. You know, I just did three uh, independent. Well, I did one uh, studio picture this summer, and I, I did three uh, movies this summer. And I just enjoy and just you know love working whenever I can, however I can. Spending time with my family, I've had great times with my girls. I just got back from New York with my baby, who turned twenty three. You know, a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, my husband and I travel. And i you know I'm just doing it. I'm just I have fun, Tanya. I've had so much fun. And I have my I one woman tell. show, Zora, by Zora Neil Hurston, that I'm doing and getting get back on the road traveling with uh, next year, 2018. So I'm just doing me, having fun, thanking God, being grateful, and just trying to stay alive. And I would suggest everybody do the same because it <laughs> is not give. It's, you just don't it's know. And how about this? You can take good care of yourself and be all everything you want to be. In our country, and go to a conference and get killed. Shit,
1: you know. What I'm oh Lord, oh honey, we don't even. We just got off the phone talking you know? about that with another
0: podcast. I'm just saying, yeah, it's like yes. Every day is a gift because it's like you could do everything right, and something craziness happens, and you look up and you're compromised. Either your health or your life is compromised because of something silly somebody else is doing. So I, I can't. You know, and this is one thing I like to leave your your listeners mm-hmm. with too. What I try to do. I call it the parade of doctors. I find that one time a year, mine is kind of like towards the end of summer, like that August, mm-hmm. because that's the time I, I'm i not going to get interrupted as much. Because for me, right. you know, I could make an appointment and then I got to change it and change it. So right. like that February, I, I made the appointment, I kept getting busy, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I try to find a time of year where it's not going to be too inconvenient, you know, with my schedule. And I sit down and I schedule everybody. i my gynecologist. I get my teeth cleaned. I check my eyes. I do all my oncologists because i got about three different people i got to see for cancer. My Mm internist, I just see everybody. And it feels so good to know that everything's okay. And then I go on to the next year because I've already had my mammogram. I'm cancer. Everything's fine. You know, I had all my, I had my colonoscopy this year. I just get everything done. That's my second colonoscopy. But I go ahead and I just get everything just at the same time. And I call it the parade of doctors. And I just go to all my doctors, get it over with, and then I'm done. And if we could do that, you'd be surprised. Just, you know, And if you have follow-ups to do because they find something, how happy are you that you went? And then now you know you need to work on something.
1: Yes, that's so. very true. Well, you know what? We are so glad that not only did you survive, but more importantly, that you're sharing your story and the importance of it. And just so you know, I got my mammogram yesterday. I hate to do it, but I go ahead and do it like you. Hallelujah. And I'm believing I'm just cancer-free like you. So there we are going. We're. I just want to say thank you so much for all you've done and all you've been to the community. We didn't even get into the stuff that you and your husband are involved in. We'll do that the next time. But just wanted to celebrate your eight years of being cancer free you're listening to american urban radio networks we've been talking with the great vanessa bell calloway this is hollywood live extra i'm tanya hart don't forget to subscribe to hollywood live extra on itunes google Play, soundcloud stitcher or any other podcast directory and if you like what you hear leave us a five-star review again tanya hart here it's a dot com.
0: Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks